My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Whoop, whoop. The last one of the year, 2023. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hey, we changed up the songs this time. It's not, it's not the holidays. <laughs> Which is always oh in my, my head. Oh, my gosh. I seriously we sang that a hundred times last episode when I was editing it I was laughing so hard because I was like we keep singing the same song we can't help it I know it gets stuck in your head yes that I'm, ear ear what is it called earworm 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 I'm not doing it today there is a really cool I know <laughs> there's a really cool YouTube channel about earworms and it tells you it was I don't I have I, I watched it like a, a long ago. time ago, so I don't really remember it, but it was really cool about like different earworms and why they become earworms and why they. Fun. Yeah, it was really neat. So if you're a music nerd, hi Kate. <laughs> <laughs> like Nicole and I, you guys might enjoy that. It's it's cool. That's fun. It's my earworm. It's channel. funny. My my music therapy uh, faculty. He's retired now, but he would say that that ear whatever song pops in your head has something related like with your life. That's what he says. Huh. It just pops in. That's like that you haven't just listened to or anything. It's like, okay, that's something going on in your life. Interesting. Cause the one that has been in my head over and over again is Mamacita. In my head all of the I time for like days. Now I just put it back. I got Mamacita. it out and now it's back in my head. Ooh, I like the way you sing it. <laughs> because there's a version on, I, I have on my Spotify that's by Gunter, Gunther, I think. I oh, know uh -huh. he's new, uh -huh. and it's like he's very deep. He's like Mama Sita. Ooh, like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sexy one. Yeah, I like it. So, well, yeah. I think it's in my head because of the there's a commercial with llamas in it, and they're oh, dancing to I that love song. It. That's Aww. probably why. That's probably it makes why. me think of my little packas. Yay! Yay. Look at this thing. Holiday alpaca. Holiday alpaca. So yes. And this episode, again, I have again. no idea what it's about, but I know it's a Christmas one. You're going to love it. I'm excited. I love this one. I'm very excited. Yay. Yeah, it's, I know. It's... You were like, I'm so excited to do this one. So <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. My stitch is not Christmassy, but it has to do with, I'm gonna. I'm about to have a teenager. No. <laughs> By the time this releases, I will have a teenager. How does it but, feel? Oh, do you feel old? My gosh. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm old enough to have, obviously yeah. I am old enough to but have But your mindset, but you're, you feel young still? I do too. Yeah, 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 it's it's crazy. I'm like, you were just little. She's no. bigger than me. She's, uh, yeah, we went back to back today and I might have a quarter of an inch over <laughs> no. her, maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, she's tall. Big girl. I know. But sweet girl. She's so grown up. She's very, very sweet. Yeah, you raised her right. So I love you, my little 13-year-old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So my stitches for, or from my crochet stitches for her. Aww. My stitch stitch is about the holidays. Oh, oh. Well, what's <laughs> your stitch? I'm not singing it. I'm not singing it. You better not. I okay. <laughs> Shopping gives me such anxiety. And I know you love it. You are such a good shopper. I love online You're shopping. So good no, at no, 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 no. I'm good at online shopping. Uh -huh. <laughs> I hate going out to stores. Oh, it's the worst. See, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I, like people. I don't either. And I, 
it's always been that way. Whenever I go to a mall or somewhere that's uh-huh. crowded, yeah. I get very overwhelmed. Yeah. Anxiety, right? Yeah. I get very overwhelmed and I get very tired mm-hmm. and I just feel like there's a lot of energy and a lot of people coming at me and I'm like, Ugh. I feel sick <laughs> if the air feels like the, I, I, suddenly, sometimes Target. The air oh, quality. Really? Yeah. So okay. I feel like I have to rush because I don't feel good. Oh. I don't know what it is. It's like stale air See, circulating like, at or something. first, when I'm shopping, I feel good. And I'm starting off like, okay, this is fun. This is good. And I uh-huh. start putting things in my cart. And I'm like, okay. And then there gets a point where I'm looking at my cart and I'm like, start seeing dollar signs. No, no. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. <laughs> It's too much. It's too much. And then I start panicking. I'm like, I gotta leave. But yeah, that's do, good though. I guess. It, I, well, I don't Some know. Some people don't see it that way. They're oh like, they get that adrenaline rush, that shopping. You know. I don't. I'm like, I'm spending money. I don't want to spend money. But yeah, I always get. That I don't might know. be good. For and you. then I never think I have enough yeah. for everybody. I mean, that's always true. Whenever I'm hosting anything, I'm like, I don't have enough food, and I always have way too much food. And then I always think I don't have enough, or I'm forgetting somebody. Those are always my anxieties around I feel the holidays. You. Yeah. And I have a stack of things that I need to wrap. <laughs> my husband and I, we have vowed to not do it this year. But every single year, we don't wrap anything until Christmas Eve because we just are too busy. And so Christmas Eve rolls around and we're like, uh-oh. Too much. <laughs> I used to be that way too. Yeah. This year I changed it. I was like, I, I do not want to be up till three in the morning wrapping yes, presents. Yes, yeah. yes, Too much. That's us and we get mad at yep. each other and we're like, ah, and, we, and you're tired yeah. and you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I'm going Bad. to start wrapping good. now yes. so that everything is, is good, good and ready. And you're ready but, to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's good. I hope you do that because that's insane. Yeah. So this is my, this is my promise to myself. You better hold it. I'm going to text you. <laughs> and hopefully all my shopping is done. Hopefully. Oh my gosh. She's, she, I see the, so the I know, wheels she cranking it. in her head right now. <laughs> Again, I need to write everything down yes. so I don't have a repeat of like a million brain farts like I did in November. <laughs> <laughs> just get a piece of paper. You don't need a notebook. Just yeah. write stuff down. It, yeah. I promise it helps. Okay. So what's your, what's got you in Oh, I have a week? fun unofficial movie review because oh. I have to talk about it. Okay. What? So last year I wanted to see this because it was in the theater. Uh-huh. Never had time because, uh-huh. you know, it's holidays. Yeah. And uh, we watched it a couple nights ago, um, and it's awesome. It's Violent Night. <gasps> Did you yes! see it? No, I wanted to. You and my husband have... and I have talked about it. Yes. yes. You have oh. to see it. If you guys have seen it, tell me because I want to hear what you think of it. But David Harbour is the I love best. Him. Yes. Okay. He's the best Santa. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he Especially is. Especially for this movie. Oh, it's amazing. And it, it combines all your favorite holiday movies and oh, then, really? Yes. And okay. then pushes it to, a, obviously, a more violent nature. It's obviously, so yeah. good. What is it streaming on? Prime Video. <gasps> it's streaming on Prime? Prime Video. I can totally watch it. You can watch it. We got rid of Netflix. I know. And now, oh, you know what? So That's okay. Netflix didn't have that much stuff, so. Okay. But yes, Prime. It's so good. David Harbour is, like I said, the best Santa. Uh, John Leguizamo is oh, the I best bad guy. Oh, he's the bad guy? <laughs> he's the bad guy. Oh. oh, it's so good. It's so good and and I just I was kicking myself because I thought the mom there's so there's this mom of this rich family I thought it was Melanie Griffith it's Beverly D'Angelo she's (gasps) the mom from Christmas Vacation yes she is (laughs) so I was like well that's so 
that's good. proper, but she just looks a lot different. She's got a lot of work done, um, <laughs> but it is a great movie. You have to see it. Okay. IMDb only gave it, I think, 6.7 stars. Yeah. Oh. I give it like a nine. And oh, this really? Is, yeah. This is going to be that's my praise. Christmas like tradition because. Can we watch it for um, the podcast or sure. it's not paranormal? It's no, we'll, we'll do a, a Patreon mean- episode. Santa's paranormal, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No, he does. He's got some cool magic up his sleeve, and okay. that's the whole point of this whole movie. It's so amazing. So go see Violent Night. The Violent Night. Okay. Amazing. All right. Yeah. I'm so, excited. Yeah, there's like, I'm just going to give a little tiny spoiler. There's like a scene where it's like Home Alone, Uh huh. but way more gruesome, <laughs> and it looks real. It's so good. Home Alone is scary it's, like yes. what he does what macaulay culkin does yes. to the villains it's so bad he's pretty mean oh my gosh but it's so family friendly it's like a cartoon no you just you're laugh like, you're like ah, they would have been dead by like the so first thing dead. um broken legs and things right and they're <laughs> But yeah, go see Violent Night. Fine. It's so good. I loved it. I right away I go, I love this movie to my husband. And he's like, <laughs> Yes, it's really good. And at first you're like, it kind of starts slow, but it builds and it's uh, and then it gives you I don't even know if this is the background of Santa, but it goes into his background. It's so cool. I won't give it away. Okay. Yeah. I will have to watch it. Violent Night. Violent. Good job, David Harbour. You're my hero. Yay. All right. But this episode is going to be super f- duper fun. You see the episode. Uh, Angela doesn't. So yeah, I know. They know, what, they know what it her. is. I have no idea. <laughs> I even changed our movie review. <laughs> I know. I know. That was so. <laughs> it's like two days before. And she's like, can we watch this movie instead? And well, I'm like, oh, sorry. I love you. I love you. I love you, too. And because it's Christmas, yes. I, I begrudgingly <laughs> watched another movie. The other one was terrible, though. It was terrible. So, well, maybe we'll, we'll save talk about it a little bit. Black, okay. okay well, I, I don't know. Do you want to save it? Do you want to talk no, about it? No, okay. let's go ahead and talk about it. Black Christmas is just a piece of misogynistic <laughs> crap. <laughs> well, you know what? I made the mistake because I thought it was a different movie at first. I think I oh. there was a better holiday creepy movie that I uh-huh. should have made us watch. And I thought it was this one. And it's not. Oh, okay. But it had Carrie, Carrie Ellie, and he was terrible, though, on it. Like, yeah. He was mean. Aww. But anyway, Black Christmas, you can see it if you want to, but it's yeah, terrible. So. I, I wouldn't recommend. No. 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 But I'm excited <laughs> for your stitch. Me too. Should we get stitching? Yes. Let's get stitching. Okay, stitchers. So for this week's stitch, I had to do this because... It's my daughter's birthday. It's her 13th birthday. And she loves mushrooms Mushrooms. and dragons and but like fantastical creatures fantastical creatures but mushrooms are her new like thing that she loves I love it Um, because she started felting and she would make these little mushrooms and they're super cute but then she only puts one eyeball on them and that freaks me out and so she likes to leave them places and like look at this look at your elf on the shelf stop this stupid (laughs) one eyeball mushroom so I decided I found this it popped up on my YouTube. It's called Popping Mushroom Crochet Tutorial by Itty Bitty Mushy Pop. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, by Cable and Canvas. Oh. That's the YouTube channel. Got it. The, the rest of the title is Itty Bitty Mushy Pop. Itty Bitty That's Mushy it Pop. It's an Itty Bitty Mushy Pop. And it it's a 
kind of like a pop-up mushroom. So it's it's an amigurumi. So Yay. this is, I'm like leaning on Nicole. I'm like, Nicole, <laughs> I messed something up, which I totally messed something up. And so she's helping me fix it right now. Yes. But um, so it's the cutest little thing. It's really quick to make and the cap pops up. So oh. it's just like a, it's so fun. It's it just like a little, in and out. yeah, it's like a little pop-up, you know, you can have it like down on a mushroom ring pop it up and, and of course i'm going to only be putting one eyeball on it for good my daughter. oh that's sweet <laughs> as Homage much as it to pains your me i'm only putting one eyeball I on love it. it so yes when you guys see the picture it will only have one eyeball <laughs> and that's because it's for my daughter so i'm like I, and when i'm making this i have to like be sneaking around so that she doesn't see it when she's home but um anyway it's a really really cute cable and canvas is the youtube channel cable and canvas and she does the whole thing on the stream. It takes about a half hour. That's so amazing. Like, yeah, it's, it's a quick. really quick little thing that she makes. I love quick projects. And um, so anyway, go out and make this cute little mushroom today. It's a cute little stocking stuffer. So if you want to make something really quick, I think that's. I, I think. Do you think I can that. make one for her before I leave for Washington? Yeah, you probably can. Okay. Let's see if I can do it. Okay. It'll be a race. We'll make them today. <laughs> oh, so itty bitty mishy pop cable and canvas. Make one today. Woo -woo. They're cute. Okay. That's it? That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's amigurumi. So, you know, you do what do magic, you need to do know? Magic circle? Magic circle. I'm getting much better at magic circles. And then, of course, it's, you know, single crochets. The Easy. one thing that you get to do is you do have to embroider the little um, dots on the mushroom cap if you want to. But, but I mean, that's really simple. You don't even have to if you didn't want to, right? Yeah. You don't have to if you don't yeah. want to. Um, and the steps are really simple okay. to make. And she just takes you through everything. And she makes it there live or not live on the YouTube, but she does it the whole thing. So you can it. watch the whole thing. Does she have so, a written pattern or is it just all? Uh, yes, there is a written pattern for Sweet. purchase. Oh, for purchase. For purchase, got yes. It, got it. But if you want to do it with her, then, you know, okay. it's free. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yay. I'm, I'm I, sure she's going to love it too. Yeah. I, I know she's going to love it. She's going to be so excited. Oh, yeah. you're so sweet. Yeah. So anyway, that okay. was a really quick stitch time. But well, my story time might take up. So oh, okay, good. We're good. Well, then let's go ahead and get to story time. Woo -woo. Woo, story time. You ready? I'm so ready. What are we talking about today? ominous holiday legends around the world <laughs> so if you've been one of our listeners from the beginning you may have tuned into last holiday episode right we're tested on krampus that was so fun two this... of my favorite youtubers went to the krampus festival did they really year. yeah yeah <sighs> i bet they had so much fun <laughs> she was it's kara and nate they travel around the world nice and they're hitting like nine different christmas marts right now yes and so they went to the krampus festival and she was terrified yes. because they to me it looks like it's fright nights because they just like come up at you the and they're like, yeah they're creepy <laughs> yeah it's so scary that's funny yeah so with the krampus i'm going to actually talk about one of those festivals it's perked in but well we'll go into that but so this week i wanted to bring the other spooky holiday legends and there's so many more than i could write about uh-huh because <laughs> it was fun i'm sure there's so, so many fun um, okay, but yeah, this is going to feel your nightmares during this festive time of year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Europe has some deep folklore roots, as we've learned with Krampus. But did you know there's a similar character like Krampus from Germany or the uh, God, the Palatinate region? 
Okay, cut that real quick. Okay. Did you know there's a similar character like Krampus from Germany or the Palatinate region in Europe called Belsnickel? Or Belsnickel! Yes! 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 Okay. Yes! Um, from the office! Exactly! From the office! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You have a picture of Dwight as Belschnickel. I love it. Yep, yep. He's also known as Chris Kinkle or Belge, like she just said, Belschnickel or Pelsnickel or sometimes the Christmas woman oh. when dressed in women's garbs. <laughs> yes. Or And then I said, did you watch The Office? So yeah. Yes, I did. So I that's that him. one. And we'll talk about it a little Are more. Are you feeling ambitious? Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So some believe that Belschnickel was based on an older German myth, the Nechtruprecht, or a servant of St. Nicholas and a character from northern Germany. In this interpretation, Belschnickel travels alone to visit homes of children, carries a switch or a rod for the naughty children, uh-huh. as well as pockets full of cakes, candies, and nuts for those who are well-behaved. But many cultures here view Belschnickel as a paired figure along St. Nicholas or Santa Claus when he visits children as to punish the children who need to correct their behavior. He is seen wearing animal fur, torn and dirty clothes, and sometimes wears deer antlers on his head. And hence the German word bells translates to fur and nickel refers to St. Nicholas. Ah, Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Traditionally in Germany, St. Nicholas's Day is December 6th, where both St. Nick and Belschnickel visit, for on Christmas Eve, the Christ child is the one who brings presents. Now, according to Visit PA Americana, upon his arrival, children are called upon to answer questions for him or sing him a song. In exchange, he throws cakes, candies, and nuts onto the floor. If children dive greedily for the treats or can't recount their good behavior throughout the year, the Belschnickel will threaten to swat their hands or back with his switch. Oh, no. <laughs> Yay. The well-mannered boys and girls get rewarded with the treats. The Belschnickel's visit serves to remind children that they still have time to stay out of mischief before Christmas Day and to think twice before misbehaving. <laughs> yeah. Now, if a child is deemed naughty, sometimes Belschnickel requires them to do a penance, such as recite a Bible verse or a poem for their transgressions. Ah. Yeah. Now, in the Jacob Brown collection of essays entitled Brown's Miscellaneous Writings discussed around the year 1830, he wrote about Belschnickel. He was known as Chris Kinkle or Belchnickel and sometimes as the Christmas woman. Children then not only saw the mysterious person, but felt him or rather his stripes upon their backs with a switch. The annual visitor would make his appearance some hours after dark, thoroughly disguised, especially the face, which would sometimes be covered with a hideously ugly fizz, generally wore a female garb, hence the name Christmas woman, Sometimes it would be a veritable woman, but with masculine force and action. He or she would be equipped with an ample sack about the shoulders filled with cakes, nuts, and fruits, and a long hazel switch, which was supposed to have some kind of a charm in it as well as a sting. Mm. One hand would scatter the goodies upon the floor, and then the scramble would begin by the delighted children, and the other hand would ply the switch upon the backs of the excited youngsters, (laughs) who would not show a wince, but had it been parental discipline there would have been screams to reach a long distance the belschnickel tradition was most popular during the 19th century and survived the 20th century here and there but over the years seemed to have merged with santa claus 
But the tradition was brought over to Indiana by immigrants from the Pal uh, Palatinate and still lives in the homes of the Pennsylvania Dutch. Belschnickel is also popular in parts of Newfoundland, Nova Scotia. Now, Very cool. Yeah. And now, <laughs> as Angela got so excited. Yeah. So in pop culture, as I mentioned, Dwight Schrute dressed Yay! as Belschnickel in season nine and decided if whether his co-workers were impish or admirable. That was so fun. That was very fun. <laughs> and in 2020, the Netflix film, The Christmas Chronicles 2, features Belschnickel, the antagonist whose goal is to destroy Christmas. So there nice. you go. Belschnickel. Belschnickel. I love it. The next ominous holiday character stems from the Alpine regions of southern Germany and Austria, where you have Krampus on December 5th, but then Frau Perkta, a.k.a. the belly slitter, a.k.a. the Christmas witch, to visit during the Feast of the Epiphany on January 6th. So we have the Christmas Witch. The Christmas Witch. A dual-faced goddess, she stems from Germanic pagan tradition known as Berkta, or Bertha, meaning bright or shining one, protected by women and children. Because of her caring nature, Berkta would look after the spirits of children who died before they were baptized. And this was at a time when infant mortality was high. So women mm. needed some comfort knowing their babies were okay. So she's sweet. Aww. Well, she was. She is oh, the no. <laughs> So because she's got dual. So she's a goddess uh -huh. of in-between places, meaning she can be found between safety and danger, life and death. But by the 12th century, the church changed her name to Perkta as to fear monger. Oh, no. Yes. Perkton are frightening monsters, which I'll go into soon. So Perkta was now known as the leader of the monsters. What was the beautiful white goddess was now seen as an ugly crone with an iron face, a hooked nose, and one large foot that was sometimes called a goose foot or swan foot. She also carried a knife in her skirts to slit the bellies of anyone who crossed her. Oh, yeah. what? That's why it was the belly slitter. Then <laughs> in the 15th century, Perkta was associated with Christmas because she was known as the Christmas hag who would capture and eat children or stuff the children into her sack and carry them away. Oh, and if you were lazy or your home was not clean enough or you were found to be spinning or weaving on the holiday, which I'm going to be crocheting. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and my house is never clean yeah. enough. So <laughs> I well, think, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you basically don't celebrate the 12 days of Christmas properly. Perkta would slit your stomach open with her knife, then stuff it with straw, rocks, and other rubbish, then stitch it back up before moving on to her next victim. Dude. Yeah, we're screwed, Angela. Yeah, I'd be so, I'm so screwed. <laughs> So screwed. She's not fond of unruly children at all, so she would bring a posse of zombie-like helpers with her on her rampages. But some say if you are on your best behavior and not lazy, she will appear to you as a beautiful young woman. Definitely, if you're good, she would place a small silver coin in a shoe or pail. So this is an old, old woodcut of what she looked like compared. Like, this is good. This is bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then very... this was when she was the beauty, like yeah, in charge of the children. In charge of the children. Yeah. That's so sad that they like Seriously, downgraded her. Right. I'm like, dude, she's awesome. She was really caring. And then, but now, now, she's not. now she would like totally punish me because. <laughs> right. We're screwed. Yeah. I'm totally screwed. I'm totally screwed. <laughs> Well, the most family-friendly version of her is obviously her good side, which is known as Grandmother Winter, the woman who makes the snow. Aw. 
And I mentioned the Perkton. Pretty sure I touched up on them, like I said, in the Krampus episode. But Perktonlauf, the Christmas festival celebrated in Austria and other European countries, has men dressed as terrible beasts with large horns. Or the Perkton that follow Perkta are supposedly celebrated in order to frighten away the cold, evil spirits, or winter by out-uglying them. This is from Vice.com. Out uglying Yes. Oh, no. So apparently these celebrations of Perkton were attempted to be distinguished in the 17th and 18th centuries, uh, but it has made a big comeback in modern times. So this is a photo I showed you at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them. So they're the Perkton. Kind of like Krampus. Yeah, they look a lot like Krampus. Yes. Okay, next. Next. I want to take you over to the French regions of Alsace. I'm going to say, and Lorraine, where the legend of the Christmas Scarecrow lives on. The Christmas Scarecrow? That's right. Oh, the Christmas no. Scarecrow. Let me show you cool pictures, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is terrifying. I don't like it. So no, no, someone no, Someone drew no, a really no. cool Why? one. But there's an old version. See, there's a good one, and that's the Scarecrow. Oh, no. You yeah. guys. Why? Christmas is supposed to be happy and festive. He's so scary. No, we got to scare you into being good, apparently. Oh, man. Now, searching around the internet about the tale of Hans Trop, the Christmas scarecrow, I found that Ripley's.com tells the best version, so I'm going to tell you from here. Okay. okay. Hans Trop, according to the story, lived in the 1400s, a rich, powerful, and merciless man who was feared by the people of Alsace. His thirst for power was so great that he turned to deals with the devil to enhance his power and status. Hearing of this, the Pope himself excommunicated Trap, and after which he was banished from Alsace and his wealth and lands confiscated, all of which is nothing compared to what came next. Uh-oh. Trap was in- reduced to constructing a makeshift home in the mountains of Bavaria in Germany, and the legend goes on. Here, he continued to brood and his evil desires festered. Uh-oh. He- yeah, he developed a hankering to try the taste of human flesh. Finally, he became the dreaded Christmas scarecrow. Adorned in straw as a disguise, he waited on lonely roads for a victim. A boy, aged around 10, happened to cross his path one day and trapped stabbed the unfortunate shepherd's boy with a vicious, sharp stick. Uh-oh. <laughs> with the body safely back in his lair, <laughs> Trap sliced it into pieces ah! and, and roasted it. No. But before he could eat, he was struck by a divine lightning bolt and killed. Oh, my gosh. Today. That's so gruesome. Like, so how is this rough. like? <laughs> it's a holiday one. <laughs> oh. Not a Halloween one. Uh, nope. Merry Christmas, yeah. kids. Gather around the fire. <laughs> Let me tell you a story <laughs> about the scarecrow. This haunted scarecrow. Oh. Now, today, naughty children are warned that Hans Trapp's spirit lingers on and that he may visit them in his scarecrow disguise if they don't mend their ways. A popular boogeyman and a frightening tall tale, you may think, but nothing more than that. Sadly, though, we've got some bad news. The story seems to have been inspired by the incredible true tale of a real person. <gasps> no! It's not that bad, no. I promise. It's oh funny, my but- gosh. He didn't murder and he didn't kill anybody, but it is based on the life of Hans von Trotha, born in 1450 and died in 1503. What we know of him is that he was an actual knight who was entrusted to castles in the Palatine territory, which occupied France and Germany. Apparently, there was a dispute with an abbot about property and possessions in one of the castles he was entrusted 
The possessions apparently belonged to the monastery, but the abbot didn't want to let go of them. In retaliation, Hans von, Tr von Trotha put up a dam to stop the water supply to the village below. The abbot was angry and complained, so he ended up tearing the dam down, but this wreaked havoc on the village, flooding it and destroying most of it. Hans started attacking the abbot at this point, and the emperor couldn't stop him, so the abbot went all the way up to the Vatican. When the Pope summoned Hans von Trotha to question his loyalty to the church, he refused to see him and instead wrote a letter that accused the Pope of immorality. Uh-oh. The Pope then decided to excommunicate him, and the emperor was told to put up an imperial ban on him. Hans von Trotha died two years later of natural causes, but when he died, all charges against him were reversed and forgiven. At one point, local legends referred to Hans as the Black Knight, known to accompany Santa Claus and punish children who were unworthy of gifts. So it's not that bad, right? His real life was not as His scary. His real life is not as scary as the crazy, <laughs> scary crazy story. Oh I don't my know where gosh. they got that from, but they, they really spun that hard. So Yeah, they did. All right. Oh, man. That's fun. Huh? All of this to keep your kids in line when they get all excited around Christmas and parents are like, I need you to just take it down. Right. Instead of being like, I need you to just take it down a level. Let's bring it down. Your level is way it's up too here. Much, too let's much. Bring it let's down to back. here. No, they're like, there's a scarecrow that's going to come out and eat you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it so much. Parents are scary, man. Yeah. Okay. The next ominous creature isn't super ominous, but I had to add it in because... They're kind of cute, <laughs> and they're from Norway. Oh, I love them. Look at the little gnomes. <laughs> yep. They're so cute. The gnomes. They're called Nise. Their origins in Norway, but they're also known as a tomte in Sweden, and this is what we think of as a gnome. A good gnome. A tiny bearded man wearing a red coned shape hat. In the year 1200, a Swedish man found a six-inch tall wooden statue depicting one of one in a fisherman's house in Norway with the words Nise, Riktig Storelse, which translates to Nise, correct size. They like to stay around farms and help with chores. In return, they request a bowl of porridge with butter on top. If they don't get that, they will wreak havoc. Yeah, so it's really funny because like if you... <laughs> Anybody play The Sims? <laughs> I used to all the yeah. time. So you can have gnomes in The Sims. I didn't like, know. In the holiday. Well, yeah. You play it on your computer, right? Yeah. Okay. If you have like different packs or whatever, mm -hmm. they do have a holiday pack where um, you can like get these gnomes and then same thing. You have to give them gifts. Otherwise, they're going to like do stuff to your house. That is so To make cool. them happy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's fun. Very cool. Oh, by the way, I'm reading this from USA Today. But I but want some gnomes to come do chores around my house. Seriously, nice. wouldn't that be awesome? I'll give them everything. Come right? do my house chores. So when the Nisei got no butter on his Christmas porridge is a tale about a girl putting butter on the bottom of a Nisei's porridge instead of on the top. When the Nisei found saw, uh, first saw the porridge, he got upset and killed the farmer's best cow. Oh, no. Then that's, came back. That's that's not good. Don't, no, don't. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do farm animals. Uh, and they came back to eat the porridge. Upon discovering <laughs> the butter at the bottom, he felt remorse and stole the neighbor's best cow to replace the one he killed. This <laughs> <laughs> little mischievous little thing. That's I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So I had to throw that in. The Nisei. I love it. That's yeah. a good little little story of chaos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like, oh, whoops. Let me go steal something over here. 
That's just, you know, reaction and overreaction. That's insane. <laughs> kind of reminds me of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he is very Norwegian, though. Oh, there you go. I love it. Maybe Hovland. he's a Nice. Hovland. Yeah, Hovland. Okay, so this last one, I thought my, you know, whole story time was going to be longer, but it probably is compared because this last one is amazing. I, the story, I, I love it. Okay. Okay, I'm we're ready. Go- we're going to Iceland, where popular holiday characters have some believe that are actual living figures, which is so cool. I want to dive into that. What? We're going to dive into the Ogress Grilla, also known as Hilda, her mischievous Yule lads, and their bloodthirsty Yule cat. What? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. So there's actual (laughs) statues of Grilla and her husband in Iceland. You can see them. That's so crazy. They're creepy. Oh, my goodness. I love this. But there's there's some backstory. I love all this. Okay. Oh, oh. Here's the Yule Lads, which I'm going to go into soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. They're very cute. They kind of look like the seven dwarves. Exactly. Yeah. Well, some of them look scarier than the others. Ooh. (laughs) Hi, kitty. There's the Yule so cat. Big. Yes. That's the size of the 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 bobcat that was eating all my chickens. No. <laughs> no. I'll talk about them all soon. So I'm sure the ogress or troll, Grilla, was a tale passed down from generation to generation via word of mouth over centuries ago. However, we first see her mentioned in texts in the 13th century from the Islendinga saga or Saga of Icelanders, and Sverris Saga, the subject of King Sver Sigurdsson of Norway, back in the late 12th to early 13th century. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Enormous and repulsive. She was originally described as a parasitic beggar, checking with parents to see if they give her their disobedient children to eat. Ah! Yep. (laughs) details on what she looked like has changed from person to person but at one point she had 15 tails each of which hold held 100 bags with 20 children oh my gosh yes some poems said she had 300 heads each with three eyes that's too many heads i don't know where they all are but you (laughs) You know 300 300 heads heads. now if she gets her hands on these badly behaved children she would pick them up put them into her sack and then cook them in her cauldron She lived in a small cottage, but then later poems and tales had her forced out of town and into a remote cave. Her husband is named Lepaludi, and both were cannibals, and they did prey mostly on children, but didn't mind eating fully grown men as well. Ah! Grilla was not fully connected to Christmas until the 17th century. Quick little history of Iceland. Christianity came over to the country about 1000 AD, once the king of Norway decreed everyone should be Christian. It didn't completely wipe out the original traditions of Iceland, but instead they blended into Christian traditions and eventually there was a diluted version of their old ways. But Christians were not very happy with the idea of thieving trolls in the mountains. So a 16th century law came into play that stated all disorderly and scandalous entertainment at Christmas and other times are strongly forbidden on pain and serious punishment. And this was because of the scary tales of the Yule lads. 
Now, who are the Yule Lads? Who are the Yule Lads? Well, Grilla and Lepaludi, her third husband, BT Dub, because oh. she <laughs> did killed, she eat her other ones? She killed and <laughs> ate her first husband, <laughs> then oh. murdered her second husband. Oh, he was not worth eating, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he didn't taste as good. Yeah. Oh, weird. So they went on to have their own ogre and troll children. As I mentioned, Grilla was lumped into Christmas traditions. It was told to children that if they misbehaved year round, Grilla would come from the mountains during Christmas to search nearby towns for her next meal. She threw the naughty children she came across into her giant sack and created a stew with them. And according to legend, there is never a shortage of food for Grilla. <laughs> So here come the Yule Lads. Yeah. The number ranges over the years. At one point, there were 80. Oh, my gosh. Yep. But most know now there are 13 Yule Lads. The current view of the Yule Lads are that they're just a little mischievous, but friendly characters who descend onto villages one by one during the 13 days before Christmas. According to Mental Floss, the half-ogre, half-trolls are said to break into houses and terrify children while their mother, Grilla, stuffed the bad kids into a sack to bring home for her stew. <laughs> yeah, this is terrifying in its own right. However, they were first known as quite mean characters that stole your Christmas food. Instead of asking for nourishment, they would steal it themselves like the milk from a sheep who would leave the family without the nourishment. Now, here is the breakdown of each Yule Lad, again, thanks to the Mental Floss website. Nice. One, Stekjostar, or Sheepcoat Clod. Ah! Yeah. Sheepcoat Clod. Yes. Stekjostar is said to have long, stiff legs. He sneaks onto farms and steals milk straight from the farmer's ewes. During the winter's months, when the winds blow, the winds would blow and farmers would hear the sheep bleeding, it was believed that the animals were being harassed by Stekjostar. Meanie. Yeah, very mean. Two, Giljagar, or Gullygok. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you say funny names. Gullygok. Uh, Gullygok. Gullygok. According to legend, this Yule lad would hide in gullies all over town and then sneak into cow sheds to steal milk, sometimes right from the animal. While this may not seem like a big deal, in doing so, Giljagar was robbing people of a key ingredient in many Icelandic dishes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Take Th the milk. You yeah. Can. That's mean. Yeah. Three, Stufor or Stubby. Stubby. <laughs> Shorter than the rest of his brothers, Stufor was in infamous for stealing pots and pans containing leftover crust. This might seem harmless enough, but many families depended on leftovers to get them through the long winters. And in some cases, their pots and pans might be the most valuable items they owned. Four. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the. Uh. I don't know how to say it. Vorus uh, Laker. Because it's, do you see that? It's like, looks like a P, but I don't know if that is a P. Oh, well, that is very interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. Icelandic. <laughs> I have no idea. Sorry, everybody. It Who looks speaks like a P. Icelandic? Let Not us me. know. You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. Perfect. Vorus <laughs> Laker or Spoon Licker. Spoon Licker! <laughs> <laughs> Abnormally thin and with a self explanatory name. Uh, the spoon licker would sneak into homes and lick unwashed cutlery. Ah. I would, I would not have him. That's fine. That's funny. Number five, potaskeffel or pot scraper. Just like the spoon licker, potaskeffel steals leftovers. Six, 
Askus Laker. Oh my gosh. Askus <laughs> Laker or Bull Liquor. There we go. It's creepy enough that Askus uh, Laker sneaks into homes in the middle of the night to lick leftovers that are in bowls, but to make matters worse, he hides under the beds of children and waits for them to fall asleep before sneaking whatever is left. No. No, thank you. No, thank you. That is creepy. Ooh. Herdaskiller, number seven, or Door Slammer. Herdeskiller seems particularly evil. Legend has it that he would sneak into homes all across Iceland and slam dorms, doors in the middle of the night while people were trying to sleep. Oh, no. Dude. <laughs> uh, Skirgammer or Skirgobbler. Skir, which is a lot like yogurt, which is what I actually eat from Trader Joe's. Thank you, Trader Joe's. Yay! This is number eight. It's a key ingredient in the Icelandic diet, especially around the holidays. So you can imagine an Icelander's disappointment after waking up and finding that Skirgammer has stolen most of it. Mm. See, they're all just thieves. Number nine. Bajou. Well, except for Door Slammer. Uh, door Slammer. I think I would rather have Door Slammer come... And over yeah over any of the other ones because the other ones are stealing like food, food. and this guy's just waking you up <laughs> you can take a nap it's or okay. hiding under your bed yeah <laughs> i don't like that i don't like that bed. one either Ugh, this one's hard too bjugnok craker okay or <laughs> sausage swiper, sausage swiper. <laughs> starting december 20th one has to be particularly careful about keeping an eye on their smoked sausage. It's said that Bjugnok Kraker will break into people's homes and hide in the rafters. Once the coast is clear, he'll swoop down and snatch any available sausage. <laughs> sausage swiper. <laughs> They're fun, right? No, it's like, it's really funny because it's kind of like, my brain is jumping to like, this is just giving people all kinds of excuses to just like, <laughs> Raid other people's homes and be like, it, it was, was the, the troll. Yeah, yeah. It was the Yule lads. The Yule lads came. Oh no! Oh no! I would play so many pranks on my kids doing this too. <laughs> you don't it's need Yule shelf lads. on the elf. You need the Yule lads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate these words. I love them at the same time. Gluga gager, gluga gager, <laughs> or window peeper. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> This is number 10. As if having monsters break into your house and steal food isn't bad enough, Icelanders also have to watch for peeping in their windows. Glugagager not only served as a reminder for children to not go outside during the dark, cold winter months, but served as eyes for his mother, keeping track of naughty children she could steal and boil for dinner. Ew. peeper. <laughs> 11. Gata pepper or door sniffer. <laughs> about this one this oh, yule no. lad was known for his abnormally large nose which he would use to sniff out baked goods legend has it that he was forever searching for laufa or leaf bread a christmas delicacy often decorated with intricate patterns there you go that's why he's sniffing at the doors for your bread oh yeah 12 ket croaker or meat hook oh no yeah Ketkroker would lurk in different locations in the house, and when everyone was asleep, used a long hook to steal the centerpiece of the Christmas meal, meat. <gasps> yeah. Unlike that, that's the worst Yule lad ever. Yes, you don't want this one. No. Unlike his brother, Bjugnek Kraker, who only enjoyed smoked sausage, um, Gatapeffer didn't discriminate when it comes to his animal protein. Mm. Interesting. He goes by two names. There you go. Okay, 13, 
Curtis, Curtis Snicker or Candle Beggar. Hmm. Like his siblings, at first the crimes of Curtis Snicker or the Candle Stealer may seem harmless, but they're not. In years past, candles were a vital part of surviving the winter in Iceland since they provided light during the long hours without sun. And Curtis Snicker didn't even use the candles. Instead, he ate the tallow they were made from. To make matters worse, rather than hiding out like his siblings, Curtis Snicker stole candles right out of children's hands. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So those are those 13 Yule lads. Oh, man. I don't like... I don't... (laughs) They're kind of mean, right? They're very mean. This is like crazy. Iceland, you're nuts. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Now, I mentioned earlier that some believe these Yule lads were not just the creation of imaginative minds. Magnus Skarfadinsen, headmaster of Iceland's elf school. Yes. Ah! There is a school where you can learn everything and anything about elves. elves. Yes. Oh, that's fun. And he's one of the country's top elf researchers. He believes they're like the quote unquote hidden people. Oh. As a website, Atlas Obscura ex- explains the Huldafolk or hidden people of Iceland are creatures that live and in another in another dimension very close to us. Terry Gurel, folklorics professor at the University of Iceland, says that in the 12th century, there was a clear conceptual difference between nature spirits and Alfar, the elves of the Nordic settlers. Iceland was a multicultural place, and over time, these separate concepts have morphed together. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. You're good. You're good. Um, over time, these separate concepts have morphed together into that of the hidden people. One theory about the hidden people is that they were the dirty, strange children of Eve that she hid from God. Oh, no. Yeah, and when God discovered her secrets, condemned them to an alternate world. Others say they are fallen angels. But Mm. Icelanders take the hidden folk very seriously. The Elf School has cataloged numerous accounts of Icelanders interacting with the hidden folk, such as a young girl who heard a rock yell, if you do not come down from the rock at once, you will be punished, while she was standing on it. What? Yeah. (laughs) Or the woman who saw a group of people singing on a nearby hill before they disappeared. Ooh. And on the Elf School website, they have surveyed that 54% 54% of Icelanders believe that elves exist. And Skarfadinsson wow. has a count of over 800 Icelanders who have seen elves and four or five that have even seen the Yule lads. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's funny. That's crazy. Yeah. So these people claim they were dressed in old-fashioned clothing, a little dirty, a little rude and hungry, trying to get food. And this is how they were described before Christmas took over. More recently, though, the Yule lads have changed into a more jovial appearance resembling Santa or St. Nicholas. For Icelandic children, they leave out their shoes, and if they were good, they'll receive toys and presents. If they were naughty, they receive rotten potatoes. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) The Yule lads, like Santa, are dressed in red with sacks of toys. Now, before we leave Iceland, let's talk about... The Jola Kotturin or Jola Kotur, the huge Yule cat that reminds me of Fenris the huge wolf in Thor Ragnarok. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's huge. It is. It's, it's and it's mean. Thing. Oh no. Yes. No mean kitty. It's a mean. The oh, the origin of the Yule cat is not as old as Grilla and her Yule lads. It was first mentioned in a collection of folklore by Jean Arneson in 1862. 
Here, the Yule Cat is described as a beast that would either eat people who did not receive new clothes for Christmas <gasps> or eat their Christmas bit, an extra portion of food given to residents of a farm. It's hard to really say where the source of the Yule Cat came from, but traditionally, the Yule Cat was used as a threat and incentive for farm workers to finish processing the wool collected in the fall before Christmas. Those that worked were rewarded with new clothes. Those that did not would receive nothing and would be pretty for the Yule Cat. Oh, it's a big kitty. I said pretty. It's supposed to be prey, but that's prey. Yeah, yeah. prey you for get the it. Yule Cat. Yeah. yeah. Aww. So there's a Yule Cat. Yeah, I would uh, definitely be prey for the Yule Cat because <laughs> I have not finished processing at all. You're <laughs> So much. But left. you probably have some clothes under the. Well, I'll talk about that. So yeah, I should not live in Iceland because like <laughs> get me on. We get eaten. Yeah. The Yule Cat was then established as Christmas folklore in 1932 when the Jola Kotturin was in a poetry collection by Johans or Kotlum. The Yule Cat was seen as a man-eating monster and became a common part of Christmas festivities and decorations in Iceland. And by the same manner as the farmers, if children finished their chores before Christmas, they would be rewarded with new clothes. If the children were lazy and didn't finish their work, the Jola Kotturin would come and eat them. <laughs> yeah. By the mid-20th century, Jola Kotturin was seen as a pet of Grilla and her sons. The smallest Yule lad, Stufor, is the only one who can direct the Yule cat, and he rides the cat across the countryside. Yay! <laughs> so, this cat is taller than any house and peers through windows to see what kids have received as presents. In a humbling sort of way, though, the Yule Cat sort of inspires children to be generous and gives clothes to those who are less fortunate as to protect them from the monstrous creature. Now, real quick, this is pretty much the end of my story, but okay. funny story is that um, we've wrapped our presents, most of them, and put them under the tree because we just did that. Like I was telling you, I didn't want to do it on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. That's so good of you. Yes. And my little one was feeling around some of the presents and uh -huh. he's like, this one's definitely clothes. Cause it's like soft. Right. Uh -huh, and it's uh -huh. for him. And he's like, I wonder, it's probably a shirt or something. I was like, well, you know, it could be a shirt, could be pants, could be socks. He's like, who gives socks for Christmas? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we give socks and underwear for Christmas. Yeah. Nope. Those were socks. <laughs> ah, nice. I love it. <laughs> but he got new clothes. So he's going to be, you know, okay from the, yeah, the, yeah. the old cat. He did his chores. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sort of. But. but yeah. So those are the ominous holiday creatures. Those are so good. The worst one, I think, is the scarecrow. Yes. But Hans like, von Trapp. Hans von Trapp. Hans Trapp. But like, oh my gosh. It's, it's hilarious because these are all like stories that, that parents tell their kids to get their kids to behave. leave them alone and yeah. behave. <laughs> That's where it all comes from. To be good. Oh, but I love it. Oh, but some of them are terrifying though. Right? It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't want to get my belly slit open. Sorry, Perkta. No. <laughs> I know. she. Oh, she would get me so bad because my house is not clean. And nope. Yeah, no. No, oh. my house isn't clean. I'm probably crocheting on Christmas Day. Yeah. Do you guys know any of these stories or have any other stories that you would like to share with us about any Christmas ominous type creatures or anything else around the world? We want to know. Yes. You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. You can also go over to podbean.com and look at the Ominous Stitch podcast and get show notes from this and see all the crazy pictures that Nicole posts. The, I'm telling you, the, the worst picture ever is that stupid scarecrow. 
<laughs> well, so it's terrifying. funny because that's from a website that put this all together, and whoever drew it is amazing. He made oh my he gosh made characters for all of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. The pictures yeah. are so good. But anyway, hop over to podbean.com and look up show notes for this episode or any other previous episode. Get caught up on all of the things. Yeah, yeah. You can also become a patron. Woo-hoo. We love our patrons. Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. Mike and Janet and Avery and Brittany and Kate. Good job. And Becca. Yes. Did I get them all? I think you did. Yay. That was amazing. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy, happy New Year. Happy, happy. Oh, I did it. Oh, shoot. I told you to do it. Oh, I didn't do it. You did. Happy. No, no, no. We do. No, you don't do that one. It's the holiday it's season. season. That's what it is. Uh-oh. Oh, so. Okay, now I did it. <laughs> Take a stitch. I did it. He did it. Oh, man. But become a patron today. Join Please. your little patron army. Get exclusive patron content. Get little gifts from us. Get some gifts. And uh, we love our patrons. We do. They help us make this possible for you guys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we. You uh, have no idea. We're just we're just by ourselves, <laughs> our lonesome selves. Oh man! Oh my gosh! What else? Uh, you can go over to any of our little social medias. We're I'm on trying. all of the things, yep. and just give us a quick shout out. We yeah, want to yeah. connect with you guys any way that you want to say hi, and just wish everybody happy holidays. Happy holidays. And um, okay, movie I reviews? think that's it. Yeah, it's time for movie. It's movie time. This week's movie review, Troll Hunter. Released in 2010, IMDb rating of 6.9 stars and the synopsis. A group of students investigates a series of mysterious bear killings, but learns that there are much more dangerous things going on. They start to follow a mysterious hunter, learning that he is actually a troll hunter. Troll hunter. So do you know why? I, do you see why I picked this movie? I do understand why you picked this movie now. Yes. It's awesome, right? <laughs> it's way better than the other movie that we were going to do. But it's still, it's still like really it's funny. It's so cheesy. You know, it's Norwegian. Yes. And they're trying, it's in the style of Blair Witch. Uh-huh. So again, this is like found footage yes. of these students that are trying to be well, investigated. Yeah. And, they first were like, know. oh, these bear killings. Oh. And then they find out later it's, it's trolls. It's trolls. It's not bears. Yeah. And it's really interesting because they give you a lot of troll facts and then you learn a lot about who, you know, who the trolls are and the way that they film the trolls. It's really cool. So Mm -hmm. their CGI technology or whatever they did. It looks really great. Yeah. It looks like they're there. But the dialogue is lost (laughs) in translation a little bit. I don't like that. I wish there was the actual Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. They they just translated it instead of dubbed it. Yeah. I wish I could hear the Norwegian and then just had. Had the English subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. I think it would have been better. Yeah. Probably would have been better because it's. They change dialogue so much that it becomes so cheesy at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And And they're listening to like. The voiceover acting is never. It's never. That great. Yeah. Yeah. They're listening to like. American country music at one point. I'm oh, like, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? Are you really listening to that? I can't tell. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Like she said, it's that Blair Witch style, but better. I'm not getting dizzy through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's crazy because like she said, you get to see all the different types of trolls and Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That and, was cool. The trolls were cool. Yes. 
that was the best part of the, the movie. The best part is and actually the scenery was really neat. Yes. Um, the way they filmed it, all the shots, it's all, you know, it's all out in nature. Yes. So it was really cool. There's one scene that I was talking to Angela about where it's towards the, the end and they go out and they see the landscape has been destroyed. And I'm like, did they do that? Or was they, they had just to have like come... found it or yeah. they knew that that was there or something. But yeah. it looks like a troll had stomp through it it's yeah so yeah cool. some of the trees are broken very strangely yeah. and then they're all like down and yeah fell, this yeah. is like not, like not a whole acre but it's pretty big yeah it's a pretty big it. area yeah which is so cool yeah, i love that neat. part <laughs> that's more convincing than anything you know yeah um but yeah it's a little cheesy there's like this you know spoiler there's a troll service so they know there's a government side that knows there's trolls out there and, and they're treated like wild animals at this point <laughs> so but they don't want anybody to know about them like they don't want the public to know yeah yeah which is so funny because they're huge like yeah. how do you hide yeah trolls? how do you hide trolls <laughs> i don't know it's really funny they they uh spoiler alert they <laughs> they hide them in um power lines yes <laughs> they trap them like fairy rings they yes. kind of trap them in these power lines like they dinosaurs yeah they can't <laughs> yes <laughs> they can't cross the power lines but then unless the power lines go down right then Which, the trolls get out yeah and that's kind of this whole premise of this yeah. story um so and they're really, really dumb they they explain they're so dumb that they'll even eat rocks and things like when yeah. his own tail yeah, yeah. his own tail <laughs> and the funniest part which maybe one of you can tell us why there this whole thing about christianity so if you believe in god yeah if you believe in god the trolls they can, can smell, smell you, you and then they'll and kill they'll you. you yeah which i thought was very like why? weird <laughs> Is it because it's so rooted in pagan? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. That's the only thing that I was very confused about. So if someone knows about that, please tell me. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, you know, sure. It was a fine movie. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. The, 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 I can't think of the word, the trolls and, and the CGI, but I don't know if they use CGI. They had to have, but the way they integrated the, um, (laughs) the trolls, the trolls. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's it's a day. Our brains. So, yeah, my brain doesn't want to work okay. anymore. It's done. 2023. It's like I am done working I don't work for 2023. Anymore. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. We'll watch movies and that's it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So, no, the way that they did the 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 trolls yes. and the CGI yes. and that looked really good. It was yeah. very seamless. It was very I liked it. Yeah. Um but you know, there are lots of things that were lost in t- translation, so right. it's kind of hard for me to give it like a high grade. Right, right. Um so, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy. So, I'm going to say it's probably about like I don't know, uh, 5. Okay. I'll give it a 5. That was close to that. I was I was going to say five and a half. Oh, see, yeah, we're all along the same lines here. Because it's like, yeah, it's entertaining. Uh huh. It's kind of fun to watch and have a, a whole different concept of this legend of of Norway and of yeah. the Scandinavian area. Yeah. But it's just so so far fetched that yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, at one point, it's like screaming and and yelling. I'm like, who does not hear that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know they're out in the wilderness, but come on. Troll Hunters of Arcadia is a better show. So watch that. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a cartoon. Oh. <laughs> well, when I typed in Troll Hunters, that came up. Yeah, that came, it's 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 a good show. Nice. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Kelsey Grammer's in it. Oh, which is fun. Funny. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's right. good. Well, yeah. So go see Troll Hunter if you want. It's free on Crackle. Um, I could stitch to it, even though like you want to see the trolls and you might want to look up here and there. Yeah. Look up here and there. Yeah. 
when the trolls are on, and oh, you'll the hear them. They aren't subtle about no. when the trolls are there. They're like, troll! And you're like, huh? And you look up, you see the troll. Oh, That's it. the best part, is seeing the trolls. Yep. Yeah. And I love how the, this troll hunter is just so tired of his job. That he's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Come record. Fine, I don't whatever. Care. <laughs> he was funny. But yeah, yeah, go see it. It's a fun one. If mm-hmm. you want to kind of take a look at trolls. Yeah. Yay! Woo. All right. Well, I guess that's it for 2023, Yay. guys. Yes, it is. Yes. I'm like right. thinking in my head. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh wow. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you get a good relaxing time. Enjoy with your, your season. Yep. Crochet your little hearts out. Woo-woo. And we will catch you in 2024. Woo. Until then, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh.